Welcome to the Art of the Dive. International break is finally over, thank goodness. It has been a brutal break here. Long, hard, boring. Sounds like Jake's sex life. Just kidding, minus the long and hard pot. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited for FPL to be back, uh, ready to watch some games this weekend, and, uh, you know, ready for Thanksgiving week. No comments about the long and hard part? Uh, well, I mean, I think that that's not necessarily true about my sex life, but, you know, whatever. Whatever people want to think, so. All right, we'll just let the listeners think what they need. Uh... Okay, so game week 13, I guess we can just get into it right away, is finally here. Uh, over here in a, the Americas, we've got our Thanksgiving. Uh, so it's going to be an awesome weekend, a lot of food, uh, some some football, uh, and hopefully some quality FPL. Uh, we did get a write-in from FPL Lewis, who's a new listener, getting the vibe everybody likes raging on Jake. Do you get that vibe, Jake? Yeah, I do sometimes, Lewis. I agree. Yeah. A lot of people were kind of crabby with us that we weren't potting till Wednesday. Whose fault is that? That would be my fault. Everything's your fault. Also, you're in a bad mood for the pod, so that's kind of a downer. Well, I can't help it. I just work a strange shift. So, I mean, if if you worked different hours, we could do it sooner sometimes. So, but whatever. So, it's my it's my fault you're saying. Yeah, it's your fault. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's up for some serious debate. But uh, all right, so this game week, Jake, uh, the international break, tons of injuries. Um, so that's definitely a huge concern, something that we're going to talk about on this week's pod. Uh, we've got a couple topics that we're going to hit, uh, just talking about kind of like the big topics in the beginning, like how challenging the game is, managing the festive period, you know, even a little bit about like, how much cash should you have built up going into this festive period? And then the second half of the pod, we'll just do questions. Uh, we maybe have 10 or 12 questions that people have sent in that we'll hit on, uh, and then we'll be done. So let's get it started. Mark Rubenstein uh, wrote in one of the questions that we're going to kind of start off with. So uh, to many players, excuse me, not a question. He made a comment. To many players of FPL, it feels like the game is getting harder. They're right. It's due to the paradox of skill as explored by at uh, MJ Malbison, I think. Uh, over the past 10 years, the number of players in the game is up from 1.95 million to 5.91 million. So this was a tweet that came out, um, and this guy did kind of like an analysis of how challenging the game is and how the game has changed over the last 10 years. Uh, he goes on to explain that the, the increase in demand equals an increase in information. So as more players have started playing the game, uh, there's been like just a, a huge explosion of information available uh, to, to people in terms of stats, podcasts, articles, things like that. Uh, and his research goes on to suggest that the game is two-thirds skill, one-third luck, which is something that you and I have quoted on the pod before. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a nice thing to talk about. Um, sometimes you just have to get lucky to do well. Yeah, it is kind of the reality of the game. I mean, how, how many years have you been playing FPL, Jake? But, well, two two years fully, or th- or three um the first year i kind of stopped managing my team after after boxing day so yeah i think that that's like a a common thing that a lot of managers go through like i think i maybe have six or seven years that i've played but probably only like two or three where i've been really serious about it like you know using statistics in my decision making and watching all the as many games as i can um i guess like I haven't really experienced that change, right? Because he says over the past 10 years. I'd be really interested to hear from managers that played like 10 years ago or more uh, to kind of hear what their thoughts are on like how challenging the game is. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's an interesting game because of how much it changes year to year just with like the pricing, um, but like with the position changes as well and like the different changes in EPL in general, how there's, I feel like there's already a lot more rotation compared to two years ago, but 
you know, I don't have any stats on that. So yeah, that'd be an interesting thing to look into. Um, all right. Well, speaking of kind of rotation and how challenging this game is, we have what is arguably the most challenging part of the season coming up, and that is the festive period, as it's referred. So from now until like I think it's the second week in January, there's like. 10 or 11 game weeks built in there so just like in the next couple weeks we have three three game weeks right in the next two actual weeks isn't that correct yep that's correct yeah so at this time of year for like new managers uh this time of year can be really really challenging there's tends to be a lot of rotation so outside of there being already a lot of prem games uh there's going to be champions league and some cup matches as well so uh tons of of rotation coming in i posted on twitter like what are some things that people have been looking for or have been trying to do in years past to avoid this challenging part of the season i guess let's start with you jake what are like your tips for kind of managing and getting through this part of the year yeah you definitely want to have 14 at least if not all 15 of your players playing significant minutes like hopefully 60 minutes or more a game um I also do think this is the time now to look at the fixtures and try to bring in guys that aren't necessarily playing on those top teams um, that are in Champions League and Europa. Like, uh, So we'll talk about a few of those players down the road. And you don't want to go crazy. Uh, you don't want to bring in players that aren't going to score goals or get assists for you or get clean sheets. But um, picking your spots is really important so those are the two big ones for me yeah i think so too i mean the the start of the season i did i don't remember what you did but i was like super light on my bench and now i'm definitely moving in the direction of strengthening that bench up to make sure that uh that i've got a lot of players that can come in when that rotation occurs um Okay, so a couple things that people said. FPL Patty, I try not to take hits over the holiday. It's too unpredictable. I agree with that. I hate taking hits. Garf, uh, have a plain bench. You have no excuse. I agree with that. Mark, center halves rather than wingbacks in defense. That's kind of an interesting one, I think. Do you think he's maybe arguing that because center halves tend to be rotated less? Yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. I I tend not to do that because I think the wingbacks tend to get you more points in general, but... Um, that's a really Jake, interesting cops, 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 I know, cops, I gotta run, run, run. run. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Guadam says definitely need a scoring bench to avoid rotation prone players. And Julio says changing up a few players to enable the Spurs. So a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, trying to, they like game week 15, 16, they, they are calling it a fixture switch where, um, like, for example, Spurs are supposed to have a much easier schedule. They, interestingly, also have a lot of fixture congestion um, starting in that game week. Um, so I don't know that they're necessarily the right move. But uh, this is also a time of year to start, like what Jake said, you know, just looking at looking at which teams maybe don't play in the bigger like competitions like Champions League. And again, not going crazy, but trying to get some of those guys in so that uh, you have less rotation occurring. Anything else you want to talk about on that, Jake? No, I think those are all good points. Okay. Are you just going to be cordial and crabby the entire podcast? No, I, I think it'll change. So I don't really have too much to add. So Have you had a cup of coffee yet this morning? I'm working on it. I am literally drinking it as we pod. Chug it right now. Chug. <laughs> it's too hot. Down in one. Down in uh, one. Uh, the Spurs thing. Spurs are interesting to me. I want to talk about them more. But Do you want to do it right now? No, no, we'll do it later. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll do it later. Uh, okay, two point. Oh, oh, oh. Wrote in as an FPL noob. What sort of cash value should I be aiming to get my squad to for the Christmas season? Uh, if I did a Jake and took a minus eighty, I'd have a hundred and one point seven. I understand after Christmas is time to worry less about squad value, but before then. Building a pot is important so that you can get the best assets later. I guess I haven't really like thought about squad value all that much this year. I don't tend to like personally put it super high up on my list. 
I don't know. What do you think, Jake? Do you like draw a line in the sand? Like, okay, this is the time of the year where I kind of stop thinking about it, or I need to have this much money by this time in the season. Yeah. I mean, throughout the year, I just tend to try to build it this year, you know, with that minus 80, that's kind of completely gone out the window for me. So it's hard, hard for this year, but yeah, I just try to build it. I guess I don't ever think about it. Do we, are we saying holiday season or Christmas season? Ooh, we should probably say holiday, shouldn't we? We don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, okay. Also, so, I don't necessarily celebrate Christmas, so if we say Christmas, then you're offending me. Yeah, okay. So over the holiday season, I've never actually thought about building my cash value Jake, more. why are you saying holiday season? Uh, oh, I thought that's what we agreed on. That's offensive because I have a season that I celebrate. What season do you celebrate? I don't want to talk about it, Jake, on this podcast. That, then it becomes public knowledge. Oh, okay. All right, so it's, what fest- should... it's Festivus. It's Festivus. Festivus, okay. That's what I celebrate. Okay, so during this Festivus season, like... Good. Yeah, there's a few players that we should talk about, um, like, you know, that may be able to get some games more than usual and may price rise quickly. But again, that's really risky, and I, I think that's something that... We try to avoid major risk in this game for good reason. Most of the time, that really helps. Um, so I wouldn't be too focused on this. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much either. I Definitely drawing like a line in the sand and saying, oh, I have to have this much money by a certain time in the season. It's just not really worth it. I, I definitely would, would say, you know, between now and you know, game week 30, you should still be making some decisions that maybe revolve a little bit around price. Like maybe you, maybe you pull the trigger a little earlier, um, you know, on a player or you sell a player a little bit earlier than you had planned because he's going to rise or drop. Um, I will identify with two point, uh, uh, about this kind of idea of like second half of the season, it is less important. I think as the season goes on, um, because there's less time uh, for players to change in price, we have to stop, you know, start thinking less and less about that price change. So that's just kind of my opinion. I don't have any, like, you know, no data to, like, back that up or, like, to support that idea. It's just kind of an opinion. I don't know what really, really good other managers do either, so. Yeah, I haven't come across anyone really focused on it, but... That's that being said, it could be out there. So, okay. Uh, so you had a couple things you wanted to talk about with Liverpool, kind of like that's the other big topic. So, do you want to take yeah, this part? Well, yeah, I'll take this part. I mean, we're we're basically one third of the way through the season. Twelve games. There's thirty six game weeks. So, you know, thirty eight. Thirty eight. You're right. Sorry, thirty eight. Um, hey, Jake, do you have a podcast about FPL? I do. I was gonna say thirty eight, and then for some reason, I like switch the numbers in my head it's early i'm not done with my coffee yet okay but yeah so so basically one third of the way through um liverpool currently have their fourth overall in goal scored which i think is very surprising because one coming into the season they were not priced as they were going to be fourth overall yeah um you know Mane was nine million Salah was what 12.5 to start the season uh, none uh, of their def- thir- 13 13 yeah you're right yeah. none of their defenders were cheap um and really you know even Firmino was rather expensive and he's had a terrible season so we won't talk about him more than just saying that right there but um I guess what I'm saying is I'm having a hard time with well right now I have Mane and Salah on my team I think Salah is by far the best offensive option, but if he continues to just kind of tick along and get one goal, maybe a couple games with two returns, I'm having a hard time keeping any attacking Liverpool players in my squad. And I'm really thinking that over this holiday season or festivist season... Thank you. Why not go with three Liverpool defenders? Because their defense has been much better um Robertson is second in points for defenders uh Van Dyke has looked dangerous in front of goal in a few games and he's starts basically every game for them um and you know Trent who's a cheaper option has done fairly well and gets returns um also Allison's a good option as well so 
I think that it wouldn't be out of the realm to go without Salah or Mane. I know some teams are already doing this, but it frees up a lot of money. You can move it around elsewhere. The one interesting thing I have for you is what are your thoughts on Shakiri? He's looked really good. There's going to be more rotation. He's only $7 million and he plays in that wing spot. Do you think it's just a, a stay away or a, a somewhat consider or a strongly consider? Yeah, so the good question. Um, I think Shaq is an awesome differential option. Um, but I think you have to weigh it against like what you were saying before. So personally, the way I would probably do this, if I'm you, is I'd probably have like two Liverpool defenders. And if you're really going to drop Salah, I think I would drop Salah to Shaq. Um, it frees up a ton of funds that you can put other places on your team. Um, I just don't know like... I guess you have to be willing to have Shaq not start every game. That's just part of it. I will say that like in watching Liverpool play, uh, I would say that Shaq has like, probably been their best player when he's been on the pitch. I know he hasn't been on the pitch a ton, but he's just super bright, aggressive, um, direct, good on the ball, high energy. I mean, I don't know. He's been a really good player for them. So I like the idea. I, I think you should, uh, you should do it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm strongly considering that week. We'll get into our teams a little bit later, but that's just my thoughts. And I do think that you should not have more than one Liverpool attacker anymore um, unless they vastly change things in the near future. Um, too many teams. I mean, even like Spurs, Man United, and Bournemouth are like one or well, two or three goals behind them currently in the yeah. in total. So. Yeah, in the in the next three game weeks for me, I need to drop one of my three premium players. I, I um, I'm not going to continue to play like that. I have Hazard, Sterling, and Salah. Um, I'm not sure which one's going to go yet, but um, Salah's definitely. It's not like he's a no, no, non-negotiable. You know, he's definitely being considered to go. And if uh, if I dropped him, I'd probably bring in Shaq and then move those funds around. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Although Hazard has not been playing that well either of late, but. Yeah, we actually talked a little bit about that in the last pod, and I, I won't get into it too much. Um, but, you know, we had said that he tends to, like, go on absolute tears, and then he kind of, like, calms down a little bit. So he had, uh, from game week three to game week eight, he scored three, four, five, seven goals and had one assist. And since game week eight, uh, so one, two, three, four game weeks since, he's had one assist for an, a return. So it's yep. kind of I know he was hurt, right? He he uh, didn't play game week 10. He uh just played 26 minutes in game week 11. But that's also kind of a hazard thing um where he like sits out a game here or there, or gets hurt or so anyways, just something to keep an eye on. But okay, um moving forward, Mark asked uh which high profile FPL account do you hate? Uh okay, so Oh, I think he, oh, for Twitter, FPL Twitter accounts. So, um, yeah, we're, I mean, we've, we talk about the Twitter community a lot because that's kind of where like we talk to people probably the most. Um, and I, we're by no means a high profile FPL account. I mean, we have, what do we have now, Jake? 1200 followers, maybe? Yeah, I think so. About, yeah, that's good. 1200 is nice. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, at the beginning of the year, we probably only had about 600. So we've grown quite a bit. Um, I don't know that there's any accounts that I hate. Um, I know that's not Mark wanted something fun. He wanted a good soundbite. Um, I actually don't follow like a ton of the like or like I don't act uh, actively like interact a lot with the accounts like Fantasy Football Scout and, um, you know, like all these big the bigger names accounts. Uh, I don't really interact with them much anyway, so don't hate any of them. Um, you know, a lot of them have been actually pretty good to us. Like, um, I don't know, FPL Fly or Fly FPL or whatever. He's a really big account. And when we first started our pod, he like tweeted us out once um, that got us a bunch of followers. And Fantasy Football Pundits at the beginning of the year uh, tweeted our, our pod out a few times and did a little article on us to help us out and get our pod going. And, and we didn't ask them to do any of that. They're just kind of were we're cool people and and we're nice to do that um so i don't know there's no accounts i hate i will say we've been in quite a, a twitter um discussion about like xg um and xa like a lot of people really hate it and i just i 
I guess for me, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around it. Um, I, I guess what people don't like is they don't like being told that like their picks aren't good based off of one stat. Um, but, but to say that it's like a stupid stat that doesn't make any sense is, is kind of silly to me. Anyways, I do hate when Twitter FPL accounts, um, intentionally just say inflammatory things to try to get people riled up. Um, that's obnoxious to me. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I also, I can, I can give Mark a sound soundbite. Uh, I, I really don't like that Twitter account with that guy. Uh, I think it's, uh, FPL Jim. Yeah. That one. So. You hate you hate FPL Jim? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love FPL Jim. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Guy, like, I can't even say anything mean about him. We're, we've been really lucky. We have a we got a lot of people on Twitter that have just been like our bros. Like, um, I think FPL Shark Garf today. Like, somebody uh, uh, commented on our podcast. Like, oh, are, are you guys a new podcast? And, and Garf came in and Jim, and we're like, like, listen right now. And Gu- uh, Guadam, I think, is that his name, right? I always say his name wrong. Uh, but, like, all these people were just like, yeah, listen, like, join join our little crew. So it's cool. I respect those people. So I'm going to try not to hate on anybody. Um, there's just a lot of people that, like, they really only care about, like, how many followers they have and um, things like that. It's like, does it, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's about creating a space, right, a community for people to make fun of Jake at the end of the yeah, day. So exactly. All right. Okay. Uh, news and injuries, you want to just pound out like the few, the injuries that are kind of the, the ones that are going on? Yeah, we'll just talk about them a little bit. I'll take my favorite team of the FPL. I'll take Wolves. Uh, Johnny's out for knee injury for five to six weeks, so got to move on him. Um, Doherty is more of a question. I think he'll play, but, you know, he smashed his face partying too hard. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> That's not but. what happened, but yeah, his face is fucked. <laughs> Yeah, so what? What did one of our friends say? He's gonna he's gonna look like Bane for uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be Bane. Yeah, so yeah, Th- those are wolves guys just to keep an eye on. So, but I'm not too uh, worried about Doherty. Okay, I'll t- take my least favorite team: uh, Lacazette, uh, Groin, Obama Man back. I think those are both like fake injuries, right, Jake? Yeah, I think so as well. It's it's funny that they do that during the uh, Festivus holiday season, but yeah. Just, Keep an eye uh, on it. So yeah, same thing. Like Lindelof, Rashford. Actually, Lindelof played in their match. I think yesterday. So yeah, he's we good now. Uh, uh, Rashford, Martial, Bailly, Lukaku. Who, if you haven't seen Lukaku, have you seen his rap, Jake? Yeah, I have seen his rap. Dude, those bars. Yeah, bars as good as his touch. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's yeah. I don't have much to say there. So well, I mean, if anyone knows like about the rap game, it's you you know yeah that's not true at all um i'll take i'll take my least favorite team on this list but favorite player uh Matto, you know oh, he's God. still out so that's sad because i really want to bring him in into my team i'm hoping he just keeps crashing in price and i can bring him in yeah so, and then mcguire as well for lester out so with a knee injury yeah is that is the mcguire injury legit or is it like i can't play my knee hurts Ah, I'm a little bit more worried about that one than the other, like, holiday injuries, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something that, if you have him, wait to get a little bit more detail, I guess. So, I'm not sure how many people really have him, but... Yeah. Okay, uh, Bilva, uh, De Bruyne, both apparently have injuries. Uh, Bilva's, I think, is fake. De Bruyne is supposed to be back in the next two weeks, probably. I think he's actually started training a little bit. Um, so he, he'll be back soon. And then Mendy did have, like, that scope surgery, I think, on his knee. So he's probably out, like, another, I don't know, six to eight weeks it normally tends to be for those types of surgeries. So um, his price, I don't think, has fallen yet. I It hadn't fallen as of, yet, I think, yesterday. Let me look. Um, it, ha- it hasn't? That's unbelievable. Mendy, yep, has not fallen yet, unless I need to just refresh my my page here. Um, so anyways, yeah, I don't I don't know why. Maybe people don't, yeah, it hasn't fallen yet. It's expected to fall tomorrow, so I don't know if people just don't realize um, that he's hurt, but he's hurt, so you need to transfer him out. Um, okay, anything else for injuries? No, I think that's primarily it right now. 
Yeah. Okay, let's just take a really quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're just going to hit some questions that people have sent in, uh, talk about a couple other things, captain shouts, teams, and we'll wrap it up. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Jake, you finished your coffee yet? Uh, a couple sips left. Down it. Put some pumpkin spice in there and down it. Yeah, that's oof, that would do it. So you should. Um, I don't know. You remember when we did that that like advertisement for Starbucks? Yeah. You should literally like take like uh, take a video of a piece of pumpkin f- pie, like fucking a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like did just they ever contact it. you about that yet? Oh they yeah, should. yeah. We're it's uh, it's with our lawyer right now. Okay. Um, we're trying to work out the details, but we're you know. To say that it's going to be a lucrative sum of money would be an understatement. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. Think about like all the expensive potting equipment we can buy and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I'm excited because the proposal right now is just going to be like a video of you um, in the nude rubbing pumpkin pie, like rolling around in pumpkin pies as they dump hot coffee on your body. Oh, they haven't let me know that yet, but... Yeah, there's not going to be a stuntman either. Can you imagine scolding hot coffee being poured on your body as you roll around nude in pumpkin pie? Yeah, we. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to them about that. I'm not really going to be well, excited to do that. But. It's my lawyer, not yours, who's setting up the contract, so... Yeah, well, that's fair, so... Yeah. All right, we've got some, uh, some questions here. Just, you know, eight or ten questions that people wrote in for the week. We thought we'd just hit these, a little bit of a shorter pod, so... Uh, let's get into it, Jake. Um, Stephen Toomey wrote us in. By the way, Stephen has a, a little podcast. We should probably give him a shout. Um, Pitch and a Pod, I believe it's called. And it's um, it's FPL and beer combined, uh, which is like a wonderful little thing. I don't listen weekly. I'll admit that, Stephen. I'm sorry, but I, I have listened to a number of them. Um, I, I, love the, uh, I love the beer combined with the FPL, so... Um, shout out to Steven, but he's a, a cool dude and, and sends us some questions. So rationale for looking at, is it, how do you say the name? Ooh, Dinye, 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 Dinye or Dinye? I honestly don't know how to, I should have checked how to pronounce this name. I don't, I really don't. I've like never heard it said either. I, I'm embarrassed. People are tuning out of the pod right now. It's okay. I don't, I don't care. Or Lindelof. Am I missing something? So are those players like guys that you'd be interested in or not really? really? So honestly, I really like what Steven does and like a lot of his comments on Twitter. And I am also a big fan of both of these players. Um, Reason being is their price mainly. So I do think they give you a lot of options. And I think that Manchester United, not as much because they're still having to worry about... um, Champions League, but on the other side of this, Lindelof is more of a center back, so I do think he'll consistently play more. But he's four point eight. Uh, they're they're a hard sell to me because of what has been going on in the club. But I do think their fixtures really turn, and they have a good shout for clean sheets just as much as any other team, especially especially with Ederson taking people out for fun in the back. You know who knows. <laughs> So, and I do like Digne um, a lot as well and his attacking options. And I think Everton have looked surprisingly much more defensively stable with Keane back. I I know you say that, but they really, they pass the eye test and they're not that bad for XGA or goals against. Um, They're right in the thick of it with a lot of other teams. So he he brings attacking options. I like both of these players. Uh, they're so, not, I'm not going to fix my team right now with these players. Cause my defense is not where I'm worried about, but okay. I well, like I think Steven doesn't like these players. That's the way I'm reading the tweet. Am I missing something? I don't like either of them. I think that Everton's defense is not good enough. And I think Lindelof could potentially be rotated on a team that has how many clean sheets have United kept this year? Oof. I'll tell you right uh, now. I, I got it right here. Clean sheets. Uh, one. They've kept one clean sheet on the season. You still yeah. like them? 
I still, I do still like them. I mean, if you look at their fixtures, they they really open up. I'm I'm not saying that this is this is going to be like your number one or two starting guy. Like you still need your your you know solid three or like Alonzo Laporte, like a, someone else from Man City or like one or two Liverpool guys. Like yeah, don't get me wrong, but as like your fourth or fifth option, I think <sighs> it's a good shout if you don't want to go with a Wolves guy or. I- yeah, I just I would have to see something from them, right? Like I I'd have to see like a cu- two clean sheets in a row, like where they look organized defensively. Like they look like they're gonna score, they're gonna give up goals like on every possession. Well, well then what about Everton? Like what about like Lucas? He's like over their past one one two three four five, six games. I think like, yeah, six or seven games they have three clean sheets. So. It's like they they're better. Like they just held Chelsea to a clean sheet, and they you know his price is four point eight. It's like it's not like you're overpaying for a guy like this. I feel. All right. I mean, I just I guess I haven't looked into it that much. I I don't I'm not considering either. I just think there's better options. So that's at that price range. What yeah. Would you, I, who would you say then? Like I'd get in on Wolves. Okay. Better. Okay. I'm not I mean, gonna argue with that. But I mean, I, at five. Right, like we're talking around five, right? Yeah, they're both okay, four point eight. I'd, I'd have Alexander Arnold, yeah. five point Yeah, I guess like I have him, I have Doherty. Like, if I wanted to go with a third defender in that price range, these would be guys I would also take a look at because they play on, you know, better teams, and I think Everton is going to be starting Lucas consistently. I I do think. Lindelof Are you calling him a, Lucas now? That's what you're yeah. calling him. Yeah, yeah I can't easier. mess that name up. All right, let's um, do it. And then, you know, for Lindelof, yeah, I think that's a little bit more risky. But I I do think, like, Manchester United have the pedigree, right? It's it's a pretty risky pick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. All right, we got let's go to another question. Uh, Mark wrote in, I've still got my wild card. I'm toying with the idea of three mid-price city mids. Silva Bilvasane with strong first sub. City mids always score heavily, and those price points hit the sweet spot. Even if two out of three play, you'll be happy. Is this madness? You talked a little bit about this on last week's pod. Yeah, I know. And it's it's a really good question, but it's a tough one to answer because I was thinking about it. What are you missing, right? Like, if you do this, who won't you have on your team? You won't have a defender from them, and then you won't have Aguero. So, like... Do the pluses outweigh the negatives? Like if you, I would say consistently, you're only going to have two of those guys play. So I do think it is a little bit madness because I think those guys would really have to do well. And with Kevin coming back soon, it's pretty risky. So yeah, I guess that's my big concern with that city team is is when Kev comes back and he's like fully healthy again, which we don't know. That could be two weeks and it could be four or five. But once he's healthy again. There's just going to have to be more rotation. Um, Gundogan's back as well now, uh, so he's also going to be in the mix. I mean, gosh, that center midfield is going to be hard to pick. Yeah, I think you go more just go with one and then have four other guys that rotate in your midfield and then try to go with a defender or Ederson and then go with Aguero if you can. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark also wrote in, every man and his dog in the FPL. Oh, does that get you excited when you hear dog, Jake? Yeah, I do. I do like dogs. Yeah. Every man and his dog in the FPL Twitter community has Arnie. I don't, but he has said the bone bruise on his knee stops him from playing more than once a week. During the Festivus fixtures, there will be two or three games a week. Has everyone got their head in the sand about Arnie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we talked about it again on the pod last week how he looks hurt when he's playing. Um, if the if the injury so so with bone bruises it tends to be like you just need to not play i don't know have you ever had a bone bruise jake yeah i've i have they're not pleasant so yeah i had a a bone bruise on what is it called your coccyx right oh god you like your tailbone yeah yeah i i was it was when i was in high school uh i was playing in a match and i was fouled by a player and when i when he fell he landed on my back Mm-hmm. And uh, really seriously, like almost to the point where I couldn't sit. It was very. I should have one of those little donuts, you know. <laughs> yeah, you taking in. one to like high high school English. That would have been yeah. really good. Yeah, the ladies like that. So, 
Uh, so really, the issue was you just you just need to not play. I mean, that's all you can do to make it better. And he's going to continue playing. So the question becomes: Can he continue to play like at this clip, especially during the Festivus period? Well, yeah, I would first say uh, to Mark, I agree. We we don't have our head in the sand about Arnie because we've talked about it. Um, he's on my team. He's owned by twenty two percent, so a fair amount. Not everyone, but a fair right. amount. His fixtures are so good, I can't just get rid of him right yeah. now. I, I like just can't in my mind be like, yeah, I have to get rid of him because he's only playing like at what eighty percent for Arnie is still better than most of those players in that price range. Maybe save Wilson for Bournemouth. Um, it's just so hard to decide like where would you go? And to me, I would go up to either Lacazette maybe or Aguero. So I I really need to switch my funds around. Um, but I do hope that the international break gives him a chance to like recover. I was kind of disappointed he played his second match with Austria, but he only played like 20 minutes. So it's also kind of like a good sign too. Like he felt good right. enough to come in and play, um, but he also didn't play 90. So it's not like he was overworked. So uh, he still takes pens for them. They just have such a great fixture run. Like it's unbelievable. No yeah. other Premier League side has such a good fixture run. I would say bar like the whole season. If you look at their next, like after they play Man City, it's just spectacular. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to ignore the fixtures, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm cons- considering Felipe, and I just don't know why I am, but like I'm considering having Felipe in my team as well because their fixture runs so good. And if Arnie's not playing at a hundred percent, someone's going to score goals for them. So, yeah, I I'm not sure which direction to go with it. I mean, I see the injury as a huge problem. Um, when you watch him play, you get nervous, like just watching him play that he's super hurt. But the fixtures are really strong, and we know that he can score goals. So. I'm not sure what to really say about it. I wish I could give better advice. Well, let's see. I would say let's see what he does against Man City, like how much he plays, what he looks like, and then give him, give him some time. And if you need to get him out of there, like just have a backup plan. So Yeah, okay. That's good. Uh, FPL Hescabo says Martial or Richie long-term. Ooh, Do you want to go a, first on this one? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say probably Richie long-term. Um, and I'll just give my reasoning really quickly. So... I think that Richie is for sure going to be in that side, either playing as a winger or that central striker. Um, I know that Martial's been like blazing hot lately. I am nervous that like with Sanchez healthy now, Lukaku on the mend, like that those players at some point will play, which means Martial maybe gets bumped. I know that everyone on Twitter had a meltdown about this, but Martial's XG is terrible. And I know that a lot of players are are unhappy, like, all that matters is what he's done in the last few weeks, and he scored a ton of goals. And I, I totally get that. He he has been, his form has been amazing. But, like, if you are such a, if you're a strong proponent of form, uh, then, like, at some point you have to look at it and say, okay, so form regresses at some point, too. I think he has seven, six goals or seven goals, like, in five games. Um, so, like, at some point that form like comes back down to earth. Um, I, I'm not saying that he's a bad pick. I'm just saying that I think I would pick Richie. I I agree. Richie's first. They both have six goals. Um, Richie's underlying stats are better, and he really, like you said, no one's going to be competing anymore for that spot, it feels like. It feels like Silva has given Richie that center forward spot. Martial is still playing kind of on a wing, even though it's the front of a wing, which I do like for those midfield players. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, someone on UK Football Scout, and I should have put the guy's name in here, wrote a really good article about how basically every underlying stat for uh, Martial is worse than, like, well, just not that good. Um, but it's worse than Richie, except his XA is a little bit better for Martial. But for whatever that's worth, it's not by a lot. Yeah. Um, you're also paying more for him. So, like, don't forget, like, you get 0.6 more money in the bank by paying for Richie right now. Yeah. Um. So, to me, I would go Richie as well. The one other argument I will put out here just for, like, 
devil's advocate sake is that I do think the fixture run for Manchester United is better. Yeah. So Yeah, that's true. And I, I think uh just to play devil's advocate again, keep uh we'll we'll both be the devil here. Mm-hmm. Um Adam Hopcroft on Twitter, who if you're not following, um you should. I think it's A Hopcroft thirteen is his uh his handle. Um he I think is is very good at like posting about stats and the use of stats in FPL. I don't know if he does other things on his Twitter account, but that's mostly what I see. Um he tweeted out that Martial, although he has a pretty low XG, has like pretty decent stats for like playing around the penalty area. So he has a lot of touches in the box. Um, and a decent number of shots within the box, uh, which are some other stats that are, are good to look at with attacking players. Um, so just another thing to like think about. I, I don't know. I still like Richie a little bit more, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think that they're both good picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. FPL Patty, I have Hennessy as keeper. My next transfer will probably be Hennessy out. Who is the best set and forget goalkeeper? So... Let's look at some goalkeepers here, Jake. We don't spend a lot of time talking about goalkeepers. Um, so he has Hennessy, and Hennessy's priced at 4.5. So let's just assume he has to go, you know, somewhere very close, right? Like about four, you know, staying in that 4.5, 4.6 range. Um, yeah. Who do you like going forward here um, for goalkeepers if you were going to be transferring Hennessy out? I would go if I, he has to stay in the same price range, which I was going to. I was going to answer this twofold. Uh, I'd go floppy hands. He's 4.5, and again, they have a great run of fixtures. He has gotten, over his last three game weeks, um, they have zero clean sheets, which is really concerning. He still got six and five points um, because of the amount of saves he makes for that team. And with easy, like, yes, like, it doesn't seem to matter who they play. They seem to give up goals, but... They have such a good fixture run. I I feel like they're going to have a couple clean sheets in there, and that's going to make a big difference, and he's going to get a lot of bonus points for them, especially if Arnie's not scoring as much. Uh, There might be more like 1-0, 2-0 games. Um, So for that price range, I'd probably go with him. I don't think anyone else is necessarily going to be better over the next 10 game weeks. Yeah. I would... uh, I don't know. I, I might ask... Is that Patty, right? Did I say ask that question? Yeah, I'm going to ask Patty, like, what, like, do you really not have any other problems on your team that you're going to move kind of laterally, right, like with a goalkeeper? I mean, I think Flapiansky is definitely is an upgrade, but, like, it, and it's purely based off fixtures in that regard. Um, but, like, I don't know. All the goalkeepers right now are scoring in really similar, like, price you know, like that are at that price point are all scoring very similarly. So basically the highest scoring 4.5 goalkeeper is Hart with 51 points. Um, and the lowest scoring, like playing 4.5 goalkeeper, I think is, uh, is Foster probably at 38 as he started all the games. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Foster at 38. So like most of the guys are scoring within like 10 points of one another. Yeah, it also seems strange to get rid of Hennessy now that their fixtures actually get better. But yeah, his fixtures. Well, he has Man United, um, yeah. but then he has Burnley, Brighton, West Ham, Leicester. Then he has City, Cardiff, Chelsea. I don't know. It's a mix for them, but that's how it is for everybody. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I shouted floppy hands. And if he has the money in the bank again, kind of depends who else you have on your team. But I would go. I think you can't go wrong with Ederson or Allison, but. I would lean more toward Allison. So, okay, all right, uh, I'm fair with that. Um, DLC is Doherty worth the extra point four over Johnny? Uh, oh, he probably wrote that in before the Johnny injury. Nope, Johnny's dead. <laughs> yeah, so, easy, easiest question of the day. Yeah, uh, I want Wolves and City D. So going Doherty means I have to go with Stones instead of Laporte. Let's talk about Stones and Laporte. Actually, let's just quickly. We won't spend a lot of time, but. Um, so news that Otamendi is now back training and healthy. Um, I don't know that he'll break into the side immediately, but that definitely means that Stones and Laporte, um, there's a chance that they could be rotated. Now Laporte has played, started and played every game. Stones has, um, mostly been in the side a little bit out. Uh, do you think that there's any 
Like, like, is is there any reason to go with one over the other? I think Laporte's the safer option because if other center backs get healthy, like Otamendi, um, then Laporte and Otamendi are going to play together. So yeah, there's also the off chance, and this has been talked about at least. I don't know if it's true, but there's the off chance that Laporte could play some left back. Yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah, I'd be down I mean, for he's, that. I think he's like when you watch him play, he's definitely good enough in possession. I don't know, like, he's athletic enough, probably. I, I don't know that, like, he's natural in that position, but, ooh, I would get boned out to that. Yeah, he's like, to me, he's like the Otamendi, what was it, last year. Like, he's just yeah. a staple in that team. He gets forward. Um, he hasn't scored a ton of goals, not as much as Otamendi did that one year, but yeah. I think it's still there for the taking. Um, Stones just seems to be on that team to just, fill in when need be and win championships you know that's why he's there so dress yeah, up just as like just to Chewbacca win champion yeah whatever. didn't he dress up as a bunny oh did he yeah he likes to dress up in things i don't know if it's a sexual thing or what <laughs> yeah, i don't know so <laughs> just dressing up as a rabbit and like yeah if you got like fpl points for like best costume then stones would be first in my team but yeah, yeah. Oh, good for him okay uh fpl isamario uh, doubling up on West Ham, how advisable is it on a scale of one to? Oh, I miss I miswrote that. Uh, on a scale of one to cat shagging insane, is that a thing? Cat shagging insane? That must be like a Brit thing. I don't know. I wonder if if Pierre Samadio is a Brit because do Brits fuck cats? <laughs> I don't know. What happened to FPL gym section where we were supposed to say like an English phrase every time? Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't that been back in. Haven't been getting updates from from FPL gym about that. FPL gym send us a good one. Also, could you please clarify if cat checking insane is a thing? Like I guess I'm just imagining like you walk past an alley and there's a guy just fucking a cat and they're like, "Ah, it's a crazy guy over there." You know, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have to be crazy. That could go horribly wrong. So yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Do you guys ever deal with that as a pet? <laughs> no, I have not seen that. So That's we did good. have. Uh, I guess I oh, shouldn't. Oh god, share. maybe. Yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't just stop right now. <laughs> <I'll just> stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy story, but I'll, I'll just. I won't pot it. So yeah, it's uh, probably not. Like, there's probably rules about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, do you guys ever have people that fuck cats? No, but once we had, like, just <laughs> yeah. stop. <laughs> Uh, no, but to answer the question, I think it's like in the middle. I'm, I'm strongly considering it with Felipe. Uh, so, or you could go one defender from them, like floppy hands or maybe Balbuena and yeah, I've been looking at that. What about, uh, what about Zabaleta? Uh, I haven't looked at him a ton. I mean, I know he's kind of nailed. Does he like do well for them or is he just like, I don't know. He's just kind of there. I mean, yeah. Is he cheaper? Is that why? He's four point three. Oh yeah, that's not a bad shout. So, but he doesn't. He only has one assist on the season. I know their schedule has been pretty average, but um, they have City this week, and then they have Newcastle away, Cardiff home, Crystal Palace home, Fulham away, Watford home. It keeps going. Southampton away, Burnley away, Brighton home. So they have great fixtures. I was just reading that. Um, What's his name? Somebody just a player that was maybe gonna like I can't remember who it was was maybe gonna take his spot. Picked up like another another injury and probably won't play the rest of the year. So he's probably like pretty nailed. But IDK, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's cat shagging insane. Uh, I I I think I lean a little bit more towards like maybe you have a cheap defender that you just rotate or like sit in on these nice run of fixtures and then you maybe have an attacker either probably Felipe Anderson or um old man broken knees Arnie yeah because I mean again we talked about it during the festivist season there's going to be a lot of rotation West Ham aren't dealing with that uh and their team seems pretty you know Pellegrini doesn't tend to mix things up a ton so it's a very nice staple to have in your team and I do think that they're much better than any of the promoted sides defensively except for Wolves um, and better than some other teams that have been hanging in the Premier League like Brighton and stuff. I, I would rather actually go West Ham than a Brighton defender right now by the way oh, they're yeah. playing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you 100%. 
Okay, uh, Renee Melberg, uh, who is a new listener to the pod, contacted, contacted me on Twitter, was trying to find our pod. Couldn't find it on the Pocket Casts app, but had typed it in wrong. So I changed our Twitter name because I think people were confused by what our, our name was. So that's good. Um, I'm sitting here thinking about doing a transfer of Wilson out and Jimenez in for a minus four. Um, what would that be a good move? Renee's asking. Uh, so Wilson out, Jimenez in four minus four. My initial thoughts, and I responded on Twitter about this, but my initial thoughts was like, no way, because it's a lateral move for a minus four. That's how I feel too. Plus, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be knocking on my own team here. I really like Wilson and Frazier up against Arsenal this week. Arsenal, here we go. Like, aren't that defensively that great? So. I would hold, and then if you wanted to do that, which Jimenez has been spectacular for his yeah, price. Great. Um, it's a good thought to bring him in uh, and use him. You know, I do think Wilson's a lot better. He's one million more right now. So, um, but yeah, I would wait till they go up against Bournemouth and then take him out. Or not, yeah. excuse me, until they go up against Man City, until Bournemouth goes up against Man City, and then you're not taking a minus four. So I, Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just going to give my thoughts on this really quick. I would not take, first off, I wouldn't take a minus four, even though he has a good fixture, because if he scores, you're just coming out even, right? Like, if he scores one goal against Huddersfield, you come out, you broke even on the move. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jimenez is a great player to have on your team. I'm thinking, like, looking at my team structure, I'm thinking about going into this festivist period with Mitrovic, Wilson, Jimenez as my three strikers. Um, they're all going to play almost every game or every game, uh, and they're all performing at a really high level. I mean, let me just read off the top 10 uh, strikers for you right now, just in order, not with their scores, but Aguero, Wilson, Obamaman, Kane, Lacazette, Jimenez, uh, Arnie, Murray, Mitrovic, King. Those are the top 10. How is King still in the top 10? He is, I feel like he's been dead. That's how, yeah, well, that's how bad, like, the strikers are. That's how worthless it is to spend money on, like, too much money. The only striker that's really, like, premium and that's really that good is Aguero. Uh, all yeah, the rest of, of them. how much more he's scored, I agree. So. Right. All the rest, I would just, like, be looking at guys like, you know, Mitro, Arnie, Jimenez, Wilson. You know, like, those guys are scoring not as many goals, but they're they're keeping pace especially for their price yeah i feel like i've missed out on jimenez throughout the year and he would be an interesting guy to get in but not for a minus four and i think wilson too is a very like i don't think they're gonna change i think we've established that bournemouth are here to stay right now so yeah okay um what are you doing with your team? Let's not let's not go too long here, but what are you thinking you're doing with your team? Mane's, Mane's coming out for me. I don't want to... I would like to hold a transfer, but I just don't like him away against Watford. Uh, the guys I'm strongly considering are Richie. You know, Martial was a thought, but I think I'd rather go Richie. Um, but then I'm also considering Shakiri. Uh, I... I truly am considering him moving forward then the the other question is do i just go with two man city mids um i don't like it over the festivist season because i just don't know like what pep's gonna do it wouldn't matter because they'd be getting rotated in i just i don't know I, i i'm interested to think what your thoughts are there so um i don't know i mean i i really like nailed players during during Festivus. Uh, so I get a little nervous about like Man City midfielders outside of maybe Sterling, who I think will play most of the games. Um, so that's my thought on that. I've already told you what I think about Shakiri. I think he's someone I'm considering. I don't quite have the balls to do it at the moment, but um, but definitely something I'm, I'm thinking about doing for Salah. I don't know. Yeah. So okay. do you, have you made a transfer yet or no? No, I, I, I'm holding Mane. Wow. I've been looking for, very detailed at a lot of these players. Good for so. you. Wow, that's like the first time ever. Yeah. So. I'm surprised you well, haven't after taken last hit, week's like debacle, four hits already. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not... Actually, I think I've only taken two hits outside of my uh, you know, user error. No, you haven't. You took a minus eight this year, didn't you? 
yeah, I think those are my only two Jake, picks. stop. Stop it. I'm Maybe looking at three. your team. Stop. I'm looking at your team right now. I'm looking at your t- I'm pulling this up. We- I don't care if this is going to make the pod super long. Well, talk about what you're going to do with your team while you do this. Nope. Not doing it. Okay. Here we go. Last week, you took a minus eight. So that's two hits. Yep. Rewinding. 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 What the heck, Jake? I thought you took like 50 hits. No. Told you. Minus 80. 20, that's 20 hits. Yeah, we talked about that. That's uh, a user. Game week three, you took a hit. Okay, so three. I told you. Three hits. Oh, fuck. I hate when you're right. I hate it so much. Yeah. I also hate you. But I will say that minus eight really didn't work out for me. So Yeah, that was a poor move by you. Yep. Uh, okay, for me... Just looking like at, at my team here right now. Let's see. So I transferred Mendy out already. I had two two frees. I thought he was going to drop in price. He still hasn't. But I transferred him out, brought in Trent. I think that's the right move. Um, I have to move Johnny out because I also have him. So kind of a downer that I – well, it's it's – you know, I feel both ways about it. Part of me is I've been preaching all year, have two free transfers going into international breaks. We've had three international breaks, and it hasn't mattered, but this time it really paid off. Um, the other half of me is like kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to do something awesome with my team this week. And instead, um, you know, I'm just spending the transfers on injuries. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to move Johnny out. Um, I don't know for who yet. I guess the guys I'm considering, uh, let me look here. I've got them saved. So the guys are con- I'm considering are either going from Johnny to another Wolves defender. I would either look at like Bennett at 4.2 or. Uh, it's vinagre or vinag vinagre yeah um vinegar in spanish yeah vinaigrette so yeah vinegar ruben gonzalo gonzaco silva nacimiento vinaigrette that's what it is i think he's portuguese i would assume uh they're saying like all the wolves fans are saying that he's like a really good attacking player he's listed as defending the game and he'll play in one of those wing spots but part of me is nervous to take a risk with a player who hasn't played very many minutes this year um so also johnny's going to be back in about five five weeks which is like eight game weeks which i know is a lot but johnny will be back in probably about five weeks so i'm either going to just go with bennett um, the center back from them or like maybe look at like a West Ham like I had said Zabaleta or something like that um, because I want to actually save some funds there so that's what I'm kind of looking at at the moment I don't really know exactly what I'm doing yeah that's fair if you're saving funds I think those are good players to consider yeah who are you going to captain uh, Sterling yeah I'm on either Sterling or Salah I haven't haven't decided yet why do you like why do you like Sterling over Salah Mm. Watford's just been better. West Ham continue to give up goals, and I just think also Man City have been better than Liverpool. So, yeah, yeah I think Salah's of... going to be my vice captain no matter what. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I know that this is stupid, but I can't stop thinking about last year when Liverpool played at Watford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I still remember it's... how Nick was the only one in our group, uh, our small yeah. group, to not captain him. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, we had one buddy who didn't captain him. And all the rest of us did. Oh my gosh, that would hurt so bad. And he's a big Liverpool fan. That was the funniest part. Well, he captained Firmino. Oh, thinking that's right. that like he tried Firmino, to be a little different. Yeah, yeah. And Firmino actually had a good game. I think I think he had like a goal and an assist, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Did not matter. Okay, uh, I guess that's it. Let's uh, let's wrap things up, huh? Yep. All right. Um, where can people find us? Uh, they can find us at Twitter, uh, at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online at DiveFPL.com. Uh, should we talk? We're, we're working on putting up um, a little bit more on that website, right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about, well, uh, one of our buddies is talking about doing a little um, little prediction model um, using strength of schedule and expected goals to try to use that as a prediction tool, right? Yeah, I just use other prediction tools, but sure, let's see how it works. Um, yeah. And then also Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. So yeah. uh, where can they listen to us? iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM. And as Renee had said, you can't find us on the Pocket Cast app, which I think is um, part of Google Play in some way. I think that's connected. I don't know. I don't use I use um, Apple stuff, so I don't know. All right. Uh, anything else to add? No. 
Could be Do you want to apologize? Feels bad. Do you want to apologize to our listeners for making them wait so long? Uh, no, not really. I mean, like, you could have, like, potted at, like, 2 in the morning. That's true. Yeah, I could have. I could have. could have done that. Are you done with your coffee now? Yeah, I'm done. Good. All right, let's get out of here. I am Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. All right, I should probably go back to work, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they're going to be like, where were you? I was filming a podcast with my idiot friend, Jake. I'm sorry. All right, let's All right. stop recording. Three, two, one, stop.